let's descend the podcast into a bit of chaos. More chaos. More chaos. That electric moment when a ball hits the back of the net. Unbelievable game. Two great teams going at it. Compared to the other three beside him, he just looks like the new cafe or something. We are making a documentary about how shit our club is. <laughs> VR is bullshit. Who is the biggest cheater in football tonight? Harry Kane, without a fucking doubt. Without a fucking doubt. Good evening, babblers. Welcome to TNB Thursday Night Babble. Hello, Cousin Mud. How are you, sir? I am very, very well indeed. <laughs> it's Phil, in case any new listeners here, by the way, uh, and obviously Jonathan hosting the Thursday Night Babble. Yes, you are very well. Would that have anything to do with the North London Derby, which we will talk about in a minute? Potentially. Three wins and three, Jonathan. Very, very good. Very, very good. Mm. We will get into that. Uh, we're going to get into a few things tonight, folks, on TMB. Um, we want to look back at basically what went on and what is currently going on in European fixtures this week. There's the Champions League and the Europa League and the UEFA Conference League is obviously kicking off tonight. There's been a lot of talk in a few different sports about players and athletes not getting fully vaccinated and what could potentially happen. And now football has, has, has sort of stated that there might be repercussions. Jimmy Carragher um, talked about there being only being a top four now. I'm sure Jonathan has a brilliant uh, view on that. And then the Premier League potentially going abroad, which I think they're going to do anyway, but we're going to debate it um, why we don't think it should happen. And the Super League fans dropped. And Kel Supreme, no one had got anything done to them. No one. But, I mean, we knew that was going to happen. Um. I suppose, Jonathan, it wouldn't be fair if we didn't give you some of our time to talk us through <clears throat> the North London Derby and your thoughts on Sunday's, apologies any Spurs fans listening, demolition of the spuds. You mashed some potatoes, you mashed some spuds on Sunday, Jonathan. You mashed them up right and good. Did? We did mash them up right and good. I mean, we literally kicked the hole kind of at them. Um... <laughs> And I'm and I text uh I text my mate who's a Tottenham fan after the game, and fair play to him for still being your mate. Well, he didn't reply to me, so mm. you know, and I, I wasn't even that I was slagging. I wasn't even at all. I just I just matched him, and me and him get on quite well and could talk about uh the North London derbies after they're finished. Like, but I said to him, I have never seen Arsenal kick the hole so bad off Spurs in my life, and I mean we beat them five two in consecutive seasons one year. And I mean, at least that Tottenham team put up a fight. I mean, they were absolutely pathetic. Pathetic. They didn't even... I mean, you go into these games nervous, and I'm not joking. After 15 minutes, I wasn't nervous anymore. Uh, you could just you could just tell that we were going to go on and kick the hole out of them, you know. Harry Kane fucking up for the third goal and then trying to absolutely take Bakayo Saka out by the way just just we're all aware I think it kind of went unnoticed because he actually went on to score and didn't get hurt but I just I just enjoyed seeing him on his hole after Saka just wheeling away celebrating scoring the third goal um, great results my voice was gone on Sunday night absolutely gone scared the fuck out yes of we heard yeah yeah I sent a few voice notes no regrets 
Surprised they weren't used <laughs> in the uh, Monday. No rats. No rats. They might still be used. Yeah, they can fucking work away. Work away. I don't care. Um, delighted. Like, delighted. Fucking love beating them bastards. And you know what? Like, I think it was Steve pointed out, wasn't it, uh, this week, that Tottenham are the first team to ever be top and mm-hmm. then go below the team that's bottom within, like, six games or something like that. <laughs> only, only see Tottenham. Only see Tottenham. But, oh, it's the history of them. Yes. What? 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 Did you watch the game live, or did you just watch the highlights? I didn't watch it live. No. Um. I was preoccupied with, uh, the Ryder Cup, unfortunately, and um, and Finn, mm. um, surprisingly enough. But I have watched. I did watch it back. I've read and listened to an awful lot about it as well. And obviously, when you don't watch something live, you just watch highlights and sort of knowing what goes in the highlights packages as well, having a little brief view of how they're done at times you you that you just don't you don't get the full pick you don't even get the full feeling for a game mm-hmm. uh so it, it, like arsenal won three one someone could package that up and i would look at that and say god arsenal played very well and they did Um, what's going on maybe spurs weren't at the races but as you said they were they looked appalling now arsenal looked arsenal looked very good that's not take anything away from arsenal but they looked appalling and they're shipping in some serious amount of goals against their derby rivals, which is not a very good sign if you're the manager of Tottenham Hotspur. Um, but I don't want to talk about the negatives of um, of uh, Tottenham tonight with you because this is North London derby. We we have had you we, when, since you've been on this podcast. Arsenal have had uh, let's just say an up and down time of it, Jonathan. All right, there's been an up and down time of it, but I want you to revel in this and enjoy this and what happened. So. Talk to me about Smith Rowe and Saka. How good can these two be, and how much are Liverpool going to have to pay for Saka when they sign him? Um, well, Liverpool are never signing Saka. Let's get that. <laughs> <out there>. uh, <laughs> I mean, I think, I think Bukayo Saka within the next few years will be world class. I mean, he's definitely going in the right direction. He's oh, they're not. Uh, it's kind of hard to explain how good this guy is, and I don't think he was really on anybody's radar until the summer. But I mean, he's just something else. Like he's special, special player for all the ages as well. And having Smith Rowe coming through as well at the same time, you know, there was talk of Smith Rowe a few years ago, obviously before Saka kind of came onto the scene. But I mean, the two of them are just great. They link up so well, and they link up so well with everybody else around them. Like. They mm. seem to have gotten Aubameyang back in the form way, you know, goal scoring form anyway. Um, and that is does make everything everything tick. They're just great players, great to watch. They actually bring a bit of excitement back to this club. And what's been kind of nice, and I know it was kind of a negative at the time, but when we got beat by Man City, you know, there was obviously all the chatter that Arsenal fans were celebrating City's fourth goal, but that wasn't the case. I think Arsenal fans have just now accepted it's time to just get behind this team and enjoy it. And I think fans really have started enjoying it more since that, you know, and it's been evident. We've won three games in a row. The fans have been absolutely fantastic. Every single game, there seems to be a real good buzz around around the club at the moment, especially last night after the, the Arsenal women hoofed Spurs women as well, by the way, 5-1. Uh, so that's two North London derby wins in a, in a week. And it's just... Just, just great feeling around the club at the moment. There's a bit of hope again, and um, some people I've seen today actually have retracted their claims of Arteta out. Um, I mean, we talked about this last week, didn't we? About how your football team makes you feel. Mm-hmm. Like 
you talking is like so chalk and cheese from the start of this season. It is so chalk and cheese. It's nice, like don't get me wrong though. I want you to beat sometimes because I do enjoy reveling in, in your in your um sorrow. That is just how friends, what well, family are, and I'm mm. sure you'll be the same um, when Liverpool get beat. But it was just like it's so there's such a cheese. It's just it's it is wild the effect your sports team can have on you. Like I woke up this morning. Jonathan, you were talking about the good, the feel good factor around Arsenal, and I'm glad it's back because I personally, and I know the lads think this deep down. I think we need a strong Arsenal in the league because it's the history of a de- Arsenal. We need them. We need a strong Arsenal league. They add the league. You need them. You just need them. That's the end of story. I'm sorry, Spurs fans. I'm sorry, whoever. You need a strong Arsenal. I woke up this morning. Finn got had us up at five a.m. Fair play to him. Won't fall out with. Uh, but whatever, and I was watching baseball, naturally, mm-hmm. and the Dodgers won. They came back. They were five nine down. They came back to win eleven nine against their 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 biggest rivals at the minute. One of them anyway, uh, the Giants. Mm-hmm. Absolutely unbelievable. Bounced upstairs into the shower because this has happened, and you're exactly the same. You can tell here in this, but I can tell in this podcast how happy you are. The Arsenal are back winning three games, three games in a row. They've won. I think as well what helps. What has helped this Arsenal side? I think we mentioned him. Definitely mentioned him in our WhatsApp chat. Aaron Ramsdale has been mm-hmm. superb, and I am so happy for him. Yeah. So, so happy for the kid. He has been superb. And we said this last week, I think, John, he, he's given you a backbone. Arsenal Football Club, blood. Arsenal Football Club are not spineless anymore. They're not spineless anymore. They're not. Because they have him. Tierney's ready to ride with anyone. I know Xhaka... Will literally fight with Shadow and he's out injured. But to have people in there that are going to fight for the cause because you were uh, a bunch of wet paper bags for a while. And you said it yourself, you were. But now there's fight there. Like there is fight and there's attitude. And it's great to see. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, Gabrielle and Ben White have been fantastic the last couple oh. of years as well. Uh, and I, you know, I love Gabrielle. Like, I think he's an absolute machine. Um, yeah. Yeah, it is. Obviously, there is a nice feel factor now, especially when we don't have any European games. You know, we, we've we had this whole week to just revel and enjoy fucking Batter and Spurs. Like, and it's just, everyone's just happy the entire week. Arsenal can't ruin our week now because they don't play until the weekend again. Uh, so it's it's nice to kind of think we're we're showing a bit of form. And yeah, like we are showing a bit of backbone. Like so somebody had tweeted out that, you know, the game against Brentford's on the games after that, like I think it was the Man City game that talked about how the likes of Class National started, Chambers, Rob Holding, um, I think maybe Cedric started that game, and none of them were in the squad this week. None of them even got onto the pitch. Uh, it shows the difference, you know, when you have a full strength squad, which Arsenal have had, what they did have against Spurs for the first time, and God knows how long. Now Shaq is out for three months. Mm-hmm. Um, it does make a difference when you have those players available. Now, still early days, like we've won three games, it's great, but we need to keep going and. I mean, I think I, I think getting into the Europa League this season will be a successful season for Arsenal. And I think it's it's asking way way too much to expect us to get into the Champions League. Way too much. Um, maybe a nice getting on a nice cup run. Um, Europa League, build again, keep building. Uh, and we we've the young players there. You know, there's Martin Odegaard as well. And like I said, on Ramsdale, I mean, he pulled off a fantastic save from Lucas Moura. Um, in injury time, like which would have made it a nervous couple of minutes towards the end if Spurs had to go back to three two, like. But, um, yeah, like he's he's been great, and I obviously was one of them people that was a bit hesitant when he came in. I thought it was a lot of money, 
for Ramsdale, but he's been he's been great. So full credit to him, and he's really connecting with the fans, and he's riling them up, and he's just really enjoying his time. And you can tell he's enjoying being Arsenal's number one goalkeeper now. So, um, one one last thing on the North London derby, I suppose, is when Tottenham did eventually score, um, Human Sung, you know, deciding to try and rail up the five Tottenham fans that were still there. I just thought that was fucking great. Um, going ahead, son. <laughs> you know, like I, I was just, I was embarrassed by their support as well. They just all fucking disappeared, you know. But I think someone even left at half time, and they were all well gone before Spurs even scored their goal. And to give credit to the Arsenal support, there's been times in the past where they've got Man City battered them, and they all stayed to the end. And Tottenham fans was all fucked off. And to be fair, like they made it, they taxed me back from Sunday. So. You do, yeah. It, look. If you're paying, it's your money, you're paying for it, you do what you want. But my big Dave, my bat, that always told me you never turn your back on your team, you stay regardless. Like, because I think he just thinks it's a bit like us at the end of the day, they're not out there doing it on purpose. Like, mm. you know what I mean? If they're getting beat, it's not it's not on purpose. Like, they're not out there chucking things in. They're just maybe they're getting battered by a better team on the day. That's just what happens. But, um, Jonathan, away from. The football on the pitch this week. There's been a few storylines brewing. There's been a few pundits have said a few things and they've created a Thursday night babble show for a player and we respect them for it. One of the first things, we'll get into it now because we've been talking about Arsenal and I was saying about them and we'll just get this over and done with. Jimmy Carragher, and I know you're not a fan. No. Uh, Jimmy Carragher um, made a statement basically where there isn't a top six anymore. There's a top four. Now I've seen a, a tweet last week I think you highlighted it where someone had pointed out that you know Sky created the top six in the first place because Liverpool and Manchester United weren't in the mix and they were falling behind mm-hmm. right so um what like your take on this what, what when you saw that because he obviously is including the top four he's including the four teams from last year he's, and and the four teams that t- everyone thinks are going to challenge for the league this year mm-hmm. Liverpool pardon me City United and obviously Chelsea. What is your take on it as a fan, as, as an Arsenal fan that would be out of that sort of the loop? And do you give a shit? No, well, I've said to you before, I don't really give a shit about what Jimmy Carragher has to say. Like, I mean, in a way, I can supposedly see what he's trying to say. You know, Arsenal are not in contention, neither are Tottenham. And I've thought it for years, like, there's there was never a top six. If, if anything, like, Tottenham should not have been in the, the conversation whatsoever. They're absolute ballers. Um, but now it's convenient for them to kind of, you know, throw Tottenham in the mix with Arsenal as being not in the top four. It really bugs me that, that Arsenal, does the club get disrespected quite a lot by by the media in particular these days on these bullshit YouTube channelers now. Um, like Arsenal is the third most successful club in England. I'm used to having one in each Champions leagues or whatever. Like, but I mean, we, we have been so successful in the past. We're a fucking massive football club. People still want to come to this football club. Like, Lukonga came out this week and said, he knows Arsenal are going through a rough patch and a bit of a crisis before he came, but I still want to come because it's Arsenal. And that it's just, it's just baffles me that people just throw out these fucking accusations and bullshit freaking statements just to try and get themselves into the, into the headlines. And that's what Jamie Carragher was doing. You know, it's just... I just don't agree with it. And it just it's just suiting his agenda now because yes, Liverpool are flying high and 
they're probably one of the top two teams in, in the country at the minute, one of the top teams in Europe, no doubt about it, like, you know, and it just suits him to say that right now, whereas before he wouldn't never have never have said that before uh, about Liverpool. And I don't really get the loving with United or City, like, you know, what what's that all about? Um, I wouldn't consider City one of the, they are in terms of, you know, the players they have and, Finances. Grind out. Yeah, but I wouldn't say they're one of the top clubs in, in England, you know. I, I think I'm bored of the whole notion of a top six and a bracket. I, I, you can see it. There are, in every sport, there are better athletes and there are there are higher calibre of athlete and a higher calibre of team. That's just the way sport goes. And it goes in cycles too. That's just, that's just, that's just the way things go. Um... But the, the the whole narrative around it now it's top Yes, there'll be a top four because there's only four can qualify for um the Champions League. Cool. But what the sky angle here is trying to big up a top four so they can sell their Super Sundays, which to be honest, usually stink the gaff out. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because the team's trying to cancel each other out because there's that much pressure put on the game, so to speak, that teams almost freeze a lot of the time. That's why, like, people will say to you, uh, Liverpool v Manchester United is still the biggest game in English football. And and it'll take a while for that to be topped. It still is, regardless. It still is, right? But the games aren't the best games in English football. Like, Liverpool v Arsenal has more goals in it and is a better and seems to be a better mentaler game. Liverpool v Man City. The North London derby is absolutely brilliant. His oh, brilliant wild. TV usually has chaos in it. Do you know what I mean? The Arsenal v United rivalry that was going through the Wenger and Fergie era, that was unmissable TV. So, yeah, it's it, it's just another line. It's probably just another line to try and sell stories, sell papers, whatever, get get the big on. He's got us talking about it too, which is no fair him. But I'm bored of it. And and we'll, we'll mesh this in with the Super League chat as well, Johnny, that's been, and we'll talk about being dropped on our opinions and that. But you saw this week in Europe, you saw Sheriff go to Real Madrid and beat yeah. them in the last minute. You saw Villarreal 11th in La Liga. I know the Europa League reign champions. I'd play Manchester United and, and took for Ronaldo late winner at home to win the game for Manchester United, but really, really push Manchester United again. You saw some of these results coming across Europe where you're supposed to be talking about Super League. And, and th- this week alone showed you, like, no... This is why you don't do it, because you can get these results, you can have these games and what's been going on. And and the top four things, the same narrative. Brentford uh, were brilliant against Liverpool last Saturday and they'll be brilliant against everyone this year. Aston Villa beat Manchester United at Old Trafford. Mm-hmm. Do you know, Aston Villa beat Liverpool 7-2 last year. Oh, <laughs> do you know what I mean? So it's... It's uh, it's one of the it's it's one of the stupidest things I think that we talk about in the English league and how it's oh the big four and the big six and all. I'd rather like we, you know, focus on everyone to be honest. But it's that's never going to happen. But thing, but yeah, it is. I just saw it and I thought, here he goes again. He's going to start something stupid again, like for for whatever reason. But there is a top four at the minute because there's four teams that finished the Champions League last year had better end of the seasons. And there's a little bit of a gap between Spurs and Arsenal at the minute, whatever. But I mean, Arsenal have won three games in a row; they're back in the mix. Spurs still got decent players on the on the horizon, and they they still they beat Man City earlier this season. Mm-hmm. 
Do you know what I mean? So I, I, I that's what I would have viewed on. I'd have thought like, here he goes. But on the Super League as well, Johnny, because we did start it there too. We knew that was going to happen. Yeah. But I think I haven't seen as much coverage on this part of it. And I wanted your opinion on it. This Super League's going to come back, isn't it? Yeah, we've we've you know briefly chatted about it on on the Thursday night babble before that we think it's going to come back. I think we even mentioned it to to Andrew Mangan when he was on. Um, it definitely is going to come back. I think it's quite obvious the fact that these three teams that are you know standing firm for the Super League didn't even get fined. It's just there's no backbone there, and there's obviously something in the works you know behind the scenes that we're not aware of yet. Um and you did like that you said about that result for Sheriff against um Real Madrid, like those players will never forget that night. That's probably gonna be the highlight of their career. And these assholes at UEFA or wherever want to try and take these moments away from these players and it's not right, you know. And there there'll be more stories this year in Europe. There definitely will be. There'll be some madness yeah. that happens. Well uh, well we saw Benfica um, slapped the Catalonia Clown College all over Lisbon last night. We saw yeah. Salzburg as well beating the French champions Lille. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Club Bruges? I think they're leading. Uh, they're top, or they're are they top of that group. Bruges? No, they're not top. They're second, fourth, second in that group, Man City's group, because they beat Leipzig. Mm-hmm. Do you know it's it's like I I know obviously Liverpool beat Porto five one. Porto were missing two of their best centre halves. Liverpool played quite well in third gear. So that result, I, I wouldn't look at it in that way. You've got Ajax are back. Ajax are unbeaten in their group. They're yeah. flying in their group. They're back, which is unreal. You, you know, like the the whole notion of Super League. Matt Slater and, and, and Mark Chapman did a good podcast on it this week. And the Super League, uh, we think is going to happen anyway. And it's going to be horrendous. And I know but what way me and you will treat it. Um, Maybe our younger ones or whatever, like... Nephews, sons, daughters, nieces, whatever coming along, they might be into it, whatever. But Matt Slater put it like if you want to watch sport like that, where you have franchises and you've no set relegation and you're, you've you've set teams, go and watch American sports. And he didn't mean it in a in a nasty way. He didn't mean it at all. He just means if that's what you're into, go and watch that because that's not what I'm into. I want to be able to see Sheriff play Real Madrid, a team from Moldova play Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to see the great Ajax. We both want to see Feyenoord. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? We don't want yeah. that excluded because this man's Super League. So, I, 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 we knew the, the clubs weren't going to get fined or they weren't going to get massive repercussions and banned from Europe, which it should have been, and banned from Europe. We knew that wasn't going to happen, but you're right. There feels like there's something underlying here. And I wonder, I wonder if Something will be done to counteract the big wangers, uh, big bright idea of a biannual, by whatever it is, uh, World Cup. Mm, yes, yeah, uh, do you know? It's not. A, it's just not a great idea. And Vanger has got a lot of tip about it. Um, from our well, what, I, what I'm saying is, JD, I wonder if UEFA and those opposing the biannual World Cup. But also, we're opposing possibly a super league. Will somehow all think, "Oh, hang on here! If we work on a super league, we will stop that World Cup, and then we will also, you know, do you know what I mean by that?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Um, to be honest, it is really all about how much money 
these people can get in their pockets. It's honestly that's the way the world works, you know. Even in you know jobs, you know, try and try and make people understand and get on the same page as you. You have to try and talk them about the financial benefit to them and things like that. It's just it's the way the world works. People just think about the green, the paper green, you know, and it is this point. Like I know, I know me and you will not be bothered with the Super League whatsoever. It's it's just nope. it's a load of shite and I hope really that that fan bases can try again and unite. And we 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 kind of did chat about this before about how after the Super League went away, everybody's gone back to normal and have forgotten about everything else that's going on that really they should be protesting about. But it's fine. They've got their their Saturday three o'clock kickoffs and whatever, and they're normal Premier League, Champions League. But there there be something. There be something come out over the next year or two. Definitely, there's something brewing in the background that will fuck us all off again. And yeah, it's just unfortunate. It is. The, it's just the way it's gonna go. And yeah, I don't know. It, it's kind. It's kind of hard to to predict. Sometimes we just get very caught off guard by what happens in football. Um, we can predict things. Like I think it's quite obvious there will be a super league. You know, they might not even bring it back as being called a super league. They might call it something else. You know, to make it not that a super league, but it's quite obvious that it is a super league. <laughs> and what what kind of gives you know it's the same it's the same thing about you know the Barcelona, the Real Madrid, Manchester United, whatever. What gives them the right to make these breakaway leagues? You know, it's just nothing. When when like you know, Andy Martinez is fucking dancing and boogieing to eighties tunes on your pitch after you miss a penalty <laughs> in the ninety fifth minute. You know what gives what gives Manchester United the right to form a Super League away from those teams that are making decks out of them on their own ground? You know. Um, and I didn't get my say on Bruno Fernandez. Apology on Monday. So, just briefly on that, that was fucking. Pathetic. Oh, here he goes. That was fucking pathetic, and I think Steve covered it very well. But I just want to say, you're fucking pathetic, Bruno. Grow a set of balls and wise up. But yeah, there you we, are. We, we've other we've other stuff. We've other stuff we need to talk about tonight. Yeah. And I suppose maybe maybe with the Super League and stuff, maybe we can. Um, chat about Premier League games abroad because we know that it's been chatted about for years. I tell you what, there's there's a presenting job in this for you, sir, because that was such a segue. That was a little, that was a little classic uh, Emmanuel Petit slide rule pass there, sir. That was gorgeous. That was that was well done. We didn't even we did, folks we didn't even practice that. We didn't even practice that. He just did it. Just did it. Yeah. So you want me to go first here, in my opinion, on the on the games abroad? Yeah, because I think I think people would know what I think about it anyway. Yeah, but you yeah. have you have more than what way would put it? Je, je ne sais quoi. Yeah, you you look you look at things in a more reasonable way, probably than what I was, <laughs> and I just you know just go mad, whilst you will be more calm about it and try and look at a well, logical way of discussing this thing. <laughs> I, I have benefited from um pardon me the NFL being played abroad. I got to go and watch uh, an NFL game. I got to go to Twickenham and watch uh the the LA Rams absolutely smash the Arizona Cardinals. I think it ended up something like thirty seven nil or thirty nine nil or whatever it was. Um so I was at Twickenham for that and I thoroughly enjoyed that. It was a great experience and it was something a lot of fans obviously really appreciate. The next one for me would be 
the MLB series if they ever bring it back or the NBA London series if they ever bring that back. Those are things I want to go and enjoy and uh, they are brilliant, brilliant days out and you get to, uh, obviously fans from the other side of the globe get to experience that. Okay, so that's what I'd say on that. I've done that. So this is going to be very hypocritical. Premier League games broad can get fucked. All right, Jonathan? It is a completely different arena. It is complete, literally, but it's a completely different, um, like, product mm-hmm. you're putting out there. The Athletic did a great piece on it where uh, Joey Drew, I think it was, and um, Oliver Kay debated basically what they think it was. It was two sides of the argument. And you can see both sides of the argument. Yeah, there'll be an the main argument will be, but what about those fans from abroad? Is it not fair for them to get to see their team? That's that's grand. We're fans from from over the RC of our clubs, but these teams play in the English Premier League, mm-hmm. the Italian Serie A, the Liga, the German Bundesliga, Liga. Just keep going on and on and on. These are the that's where they're played. That's where the game should be played and should stay. It's not a case of me giving off, but but France from abroad. That's that is definitely not the case here. Not a t- chance, but. Moving to Premier League games, and then also, which is a point was really well made by someone else, I'm not sure if it was in that piece or not, because I didn't get to read the whole piece, that isn't fair on the leagues in that country. Mm-hmm. So if you take Liverpool and Arsenal to go and play their home and away games against each other, they're going to play them this year in, let's say, for instance, they're going to go and play them in China, right? Mm-hmm. That's not fair on the Chinese Super League. You're no. bringing a product over to take a, take the eyes off your home product. Do, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like taking them here to play in the League of Ireland, to take them here to play the Aviva, both games at the Aviva. The, the League of Ireland fans, who are boisterous enough as it is to tell you you're a prick for not supporting your own club, they're going to be absolutely fuming at that. Like, Yeah. I, I even think to the MLS, the MLS have tried to do a lot, you know, since the days yeah. of bringing in David Beckham to grow that league globally. And if you were going to stick... Like you say United Liverpool in New York, you know, to play each other for one of their home games, it just kind of pisses all over the MLS and what and they it, it, do. It's not you. You said it in the last topic. It's this is not about growing your fan base abroad. This is about making green. Oh. This is about making money. That's all that is. That's all. And they'll paint it as, oh, but we want to get more of the fans from stateside on. You know, we want, it's only fair. We have so many across here. We want to, you know, reward them for their loyalty. No, no, no. You want their money so you can grow your brand, so you can fill your own pockets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, this, and and it's going to happen. They're going to play a game. that It's going to happen. We know what's coming. They're going to play, they're going to play something abroad. Um, Do you not think me. it's already, it's already, it's already been set up in a way that, Look at look at the summer there, for example. Arsenal are meant to play in the Florida Cup. Oh, sorry. My Apple watch just right. gone off there. Um they were right. playing the Florida Cup, which took a couple of teams. Like Everton were to play in that as well. I think Everton actually went. But Arsenal didn't go because of COVID. So they're playing these preseason tournaments over there to get fans down to the games and mm-hmm. see what it's like. And you know, in a way, I seen video of a guy recently who went to his first Arsenal game from abroad. He was from America or somewhere like that. And Whoever went with them, videoed them going into the stadium. And I mean, you cannot replicate that in their home country. No. You know, they, they can't replicate walking into the Emirates or Anfield or Old Trafford or wherever. 
and watching their team for the first time by going down to a stadium they've watched fucking LA Rams or whatever fucking and you've mentioned the American sports to me American sports are great but when I went I went to a baseball game and I was over there and to me it was just a dare to socialize and whatever it didn't I suppose maybe because I'm not really into baseball maybe like yourself but I didn't get caught and didn't grip with it the way I did when I was sitting watching Arsenal for example you know I yeah. really I'm just so fucking come on we have to win it seems like it's more of a day out bit of a social you know We'll go have a drink, have a bit of crack, see what happens with our team is playing. And don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to insult American fans. Like I know some of them are very, very passionate about their teams, you know, with American football, basketball, whatever. But to me, it's just, it, like you said, it's not the same. And to, to move a team to play a game in China or America or wherever the hell it's going to be just pisses all over the game that has been grown within this country. And it is the English Premier League. It is the best league in the world. There's no doubt. The atmosphere at the grounds are fantastic, you know. And the, the quality of football is great. And I just think, like I said, you know, you can't replicate that planet in a in a different country or continent or wherever. Like, it's it's the English Premier League. Do people play it in England? You know, like, just don't fuck with it. Just leave it as it is. It works. So... It makes you plenty of money anyway. Why do you need to make a couple of extra grand or fucking extra million or whatever the fuck it is you're going to make with playing a game in China? Like, if these fans see plenty of these players in preseason, because all fucking like Premier League clubs go abroad, China, America, fucking Australia for preseason tournaments now. So just leave it at that. You know, fans are happy enough. They'll accept that. It's preseason. Nobody's really fucking bothered. Stop messing with the domestic league. Just leave it as it is. And I think there are some fans who even go as far as saying it's a fucking joke that they even created the Premier League in the first place. That's a completely different conversation, I think, but it's, it's fine. It's fine the way it is. You know, I like playing Chelsea in London. I like playing them at Stamford. Well, not really. A lot of the time at Stamford Bridge because we get hoofed. But, like, playing them at the Amherst, <laughs> you know, playing Spurs at the Amherst, going to fucking Shade Hartley. And, like, that's where the atmosphere is. That's where, you know, if somebody from... America or China or wherever wants to come over and experience it, that's where they're going to experience it. That's where they're going to get fucking pulled in and gripped by the whole thing, the whole sport. And that's where they'll find, you know, where they belong, as Dennis Bergkamp says, you know, like that's the club that's meant for them. Because you're not going to get that at your doorstep, you know, it's not the same. Definitely not. No. And I'm sure like someday I'll get to, Steve will take me to a Raiders game and I'll, I'll like abroad. In, in Las Vegas or whatever and I'll get that feeling then because I've gone in or I'll get to me and you will get to I'd love to go to Madison Square Garden and see the Knicks I'm not necessarily a Knicks fan I just would love to go and see I'd love to go and, I'm sure then I'll get such a buzz off it it's going Madison to the Dodgers Square Stadium Garden. to see the Dodgers yeah. what did you say sorry it's, it's Madison Square Garden like I mean it's just yeah it was Michael Jordan's I mean? favourite arena to play in like you know so yeah that's that's the whole point of it. Like, and I'm sure there'll be a but You just won't get it. And, and I I do, I, I it's totally totally love and adore the, the that my club and your club as well has a humongous worldwide fan base and we have fans all over the world. That if me and you uh, got lifted and dropped in Singapore, we could potentially come across fans of our own club and we would have something to talk to someone about. That's why I always feel like that's why I love and adore sport. That's why I think 
sometimes in, in other lines of work I've been in, I've got on okay with everyone because I've been able to chat to someone about sport and about football. You'd have that, you know, and I get that. I totally get fans from all over the world. I get that, but it has to stay here for it to be the real thing. You don't want anyone that's listening to us that maybe is from somewhere across the world, and, and we do have a few listeners, and thanks obviously for that class. You, it will not be the same for you um, going to a game in Miami as it would be going to the Emirates, Stamford Bridge, Old Trafford, as you were saying. It just will not be, the atmosphere will not be anywhere near the same. It will not be the right product. It will be a different, a watered-down version with all the glitz and glamour and, and the sparkles and the fireworks. But um, it's, like, it's like trying to drink fucking Guinness in China rather than in Ireland. You know what I mean? It's just, it's not the same. You can't fucking pour the shit right. You know, I don't, I don't understand why people even across the water in England just cannot get the technique of pouring a Guinness right. It fucking infuriates me when you go over there and you just see guys doing a one fucking part pour and just hand it out and they're drinking it like, oh yeah, Guinness. I'm like, you guys are fucking disgusting. You disgust me. They disgust me, Philip. People <laughs> destroying our beautiful black stuff with their fucking shittiness. Um, but that's, I'm sorry, that just went off one there. That's, you know, it, well, you are currently drinking a pint of Guinness. Well, I have yeah, not finished it. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's not the same product. It's not the same, and the same with football. Do you know what I mean? It's just 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 leave it alone. And I'm sure speaking like, on product and fandom and mentalness, Marseille Galatasaray had has been postponed for a bit because there's fan trouble now. Like Marseille against Galatasaray, Kelsey Breeze. Here, there has been a game abandoned between these two lunatics um, at the velodrome, and, and it's, it's coming back on again now, I think. But it's just as we were talking there, it's coming back on now. This is a very, very poor example, but we're full of poor examples in the Bible. It's what we do very well. You won't get this in Miami, folks. You will not get the mentalness of the velodrome in a European night against Galatasaray if this game, because that's what's going to happen too. That's another thing that'll happen too, Jonathan. It'll not just be oh, a few Serie A games, a few La Liga games, a few League on games. It'll be, do you know what, actually? We could start playing the European games abroad. That'll be the next thing. Do you know what I mean? Because you're, you're dad if you don't think that's going to happen because that's their cash cows too. And that'll be the next thing. So, yeah, I, I really, I really, really hope uh, we can come together if, if they do propose stuff like this and make sure it doesn't happen. If they want to move a game abroad, they want to bring it to Miami, they want to bring it to Hong Kong, they want to bring it to Buenos Aires. Although, bringing it to Buenos Aires would be absolutely daft. They just laugh you out the gate. Um, Bring the community shield. Move your community shield and play it over there if you want. And that can be your, oh, look, here you go, and play it away. Do you know what I mean? Mm, Isn't that, who does that? Is that Serie A do that, isn't it? I think Serie A do it, yeah. Yeah. I think so, yeah, dude. Um, to do that instead, I know La Liga moved the game. I think they played one in Qatar as well. I'm not going to go down that route. Um, but yeah, move it across. But yeah, I'm glad we're um, we're both um, happy anyway that um, that that it has been met with uproar. And and duration, not uproar like the Super League was, but it's been met again with people saying, "Nah, this this can't be happening." So, 
hopefully anyway, uh, it'll come to the right conclusion and, and people see this is the product. Because you know what I'm sick of as well, Jonathan. I'm sorry to go on with this, folks, because we're gonna we'll, we'll make this fun towards the end. I'm just sick of everyone trying to f- change football. Like, just leave it. No, no. Just leave the fucking thing alone. Like, stop adding teams to the World Cup. Start adding teams to Euros. What, what like you've done? You know what? Your your Conference League. I actually quite like it. Fair play. Fair play to them. I'll keep the Conference League. But stop with everything else. Like, just leave it alone and let us enjoy it. It's what's it's what's pushed me to other sports, to be honest. Like it's what really pushed me more and more into rugby. Uh, it was all this bullshit going on with football, all this change. And I know a lot of people say it, a lot of people don't like change. Change is inevitable, but why do you have to change something that works? It just it doesn't make sense to me. It just bugs me so much. But it's, I suppose it is just the way the world is. People will try and always improve on the product they have, but I think I seen it the other week on Twitter. Some fella had tweeted, so I can't even remember what it was about, but he basically referred to his club as a franchise. And I just quote tweeted it and was like, franchise and roly face I, or <laughs> roly A face, sorry. <laughs> roly uh, face A. <laughs> yeah, I forgot so much I feel about Super League. And just, it's just like, I cannot believe he just called this team a franchise. Like, fucking hell, is this what, is this what it's coming to? Do you know? Like, is this what is this what our kids are going to refer to their club as? As oh, that's 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 the franchise I support. God Almighty, could you imagine? I just hoof them up and down the stairs. Um, but it was interesting, like you said earlier about going into the work. Like obviously, I started a new job this week, and like that that is one of the topics that I've had with my new work colleagues is like about sport and who they support and what um you know, what they do, what, what activities they're involved in sport and stuff like that there. And it helps you really settle into that job and gets to know people on a more personal level rather than, oh, well, they're my work colleagues and blah, blah, blah. It's, it's more like they're normal and you can really get to have a proper conversation with someone um, and settles the nerves. Like, you know, it's a great thing about sport. Like there's so many different sports that people are interested in that there's bound to be at least one that you can connect with somebody with. And, that, that, that has definitely happened for me this week. And, you know, it's been going back into an office setting, you know, because obviously I've been so used to working from home like yeah. everybody else. So to go back into an office that is pretty, pretty full with people, like, you know, people are starting to go back to the office now. So to go into an office full of people that I didn't know, it was it was nice to be able to connect with them through sport. Um, Of course, many of them are fucking dirty rotten Man United fans, like, but... And at least we've we've something to kind of have a better banter with now in the future, which which is nice. Plus, one other thing which is completely unrelated to football, like you know, you know when you start a new job, and normally I'm quite good with names, but there's this one guy, and we were like basically um, IDs, right? And he's talking to him like, yeah, yeah, but like his picture and his name have like swiveled around the other way, so I can't see what his fucking name is, and I'm just like, oh fuck's sake. I don't want to like call him the wrong name, but like he basically speaks to me every day, and I'm just like, "Hey, what the fuck is your name?" And it's it's going we're going on to like day five now, Philip. Like, so oh no, I can't really be like here by fuck. What's your name? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just I ask should, him. no, I can't. Just ask him. I, no, put I should have done that. that. I should have done that in day one or at least day two. You know what? Just, sorry, just put yourself. No, well, you're gonna have to no. give us an update in that week, but just put yourself in that horrible moment. Just go. Do you know what, mate? I'm actually a dose. What? What's your name again? I for, I forgot it. And then 
Do you know what I mean? I, I, I actually, you know, I am a goldfish. I don't remember talking to you. How we met? What's your name? Boom, sorted. Um, before we move on, because I want to, uh, we're just because the way the Bible Thursday night Bible goes is we just we just talk talking random stuff, and I want to tell you news about me. No. Um, I this is my second day of not eating any meat, sir. Two days in a row, but not like not by uh, conscious. Um, you know, I just haven't. Did you just realize this like earlier on today, or I realized this before we come on that I, ha- I was like, I've went two full days. I had bean burgers, can't be an old bean burger, and um, potato wedges from a din din's and I and then I was just like, I haven't had a single ounce of meat, a single drop of meat past these lips, but in you take out whatever way you want as well, in um, in two full days now, two full um, days. <laughs> Do you feel any different? Because uh, I know some I people that, that do go off meat. Yeah. Say, like within a couple of days and stuff, they start to feel a bit better, a bit lighter. Well, um, we, we both have family members that aren't that don't eat meat, like and yeah. this yeah. this were about like um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't... Before. What? I don't talk to them people a lot before, like you know, <laughs> weird. Um, I uh, I I. I don't know. I don't. I, now I'm having pizza tomorrow night for my dinner. Obviously, it's Friday night. Um, but I, I don't. I don't. I haven't. I haven't missed it or anything. Like now, I'm, tomorrow for lunch, folks. Don't the boys to death even more. I will be having tuna for my lunch. Not from a tin. I have a three hundred fifty pound tuna fish in the fridge. I'm just gonna walk around and work all day chewing bits out of them. Um, as you what? do. But uh, no, um, Martin. Um, I'm going to yeah, I'm gonna have tuna. I think from a lunch tuna sandwich from lunch tomorrow, John. I think anyway, maybe maybe I won't. Maybe I'll wake up tomorrow and go. Do you know what? I'm gonna keep this going. But it's just weird. Like it's like four or five years ago, that wouldn't have been a thing. Do you know? Yeah, of course. Like, there's more. There's more at, vegans and there's more choices. There's more options. Yeah. yeah, obviously, you're you're we're, we're better educated now uh, on doing things like this, but um. Yeah, I just thought I'd share that with with the listeners and with the babble that I've gone two full days without eating meat and it's been totally dead on. This comes from someone that I'd be sort of, like I used to be anyway, it would have, nah, I need like ham sandwich or something or I need chicken or I need uh, mince or steak or whatever from a dinner and blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, no, don't actually miss or need any of it. Can I just say, Mm -hmm. this might sound a bit weird. Right, especially to here we go. I really, really don't enjoy a ham sandwich. Like I would, I would so much more prefer a chicken sandwich than a ham sandwich. Like I like ham on its own, but you see, when you have it in a bit of bread, I don't know. I just, it just doesn't do it for me. You know. I don't know what to say to you. I kind of thought that. But then when you were talking about meat there, it made me think of a place in your hometown. Um, is it Jigglers or something? Jigglers? Jigglers, yeah. Um, okay. Do they do... Now, I could be completely wrong, but I know they do a big, big-ass steak. It's like 26-ounce steak or something, mad. Did I see this 28, somewhere? maybe? Was it? Yeah, it's like a big motherfucking... Like, it's about the size of my... Probably bigger than my head, I prefer. Um, it's big. Yeah, yeah, it is. 
I mean, it's a big ass take. And I seen it on Instagram last week and was kind of like, fuck yeah, I'd like to give that now though, you know? I wouldn't thank you for a steak, you know. I think people get put off by steaks because of the price of them. Like, it's quite expensive for a bit of meat. Yeah. But, but I I would more, I like a fillet steak more than a sirloin. Oh, I. Like, but like fuck all to a sirloin. If you're out, uh, um, folks, sorry for joining the podcast right now and thinking we're talking about football, but tough. Like, and, and listeners, get involved here too, and all, all their Babel members get involved, especially Paddy, the food connoisseur. Like, if you're out, would you see steak on a menu and go, oh, I'm going to get steak? It depends what else is on the menu. Oh, unless I'm really, unless I'm in the mindset, I'm going out and I'm like, yeah, I really want a steak. And I think the pepper sauce plays a massive part. If you go to a place <laughs> that is stinking pepper sauce, you're not going to get steak. Because uh, there are places out there that have stinking pepper sauce. I don't, I, I, I never look at the steak and go, oh, I'm always, if, if we go out for dinner, the first thing I'll look for in the menu is if they have hake, the fish, and then I'll get the hake. That's it. Boom. I'm getting the hake. Because it's light. Uh, it, it's, the sauce as well, obviously, is very important, but it's a lovely fish. Or pork, pork belly. I'll go with that. Steak. Like, and I know mates that are just, like, they'll have a steak. Uh, every weekend they would have steak at some point over the weekend for their dinner and whatever and they love it or even during the week they just love it love it love it red meat boom 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 and i'm just like no there's just something about it like i just i was never drawn to it like my, my dad um i think before he got the colostomy bag he definitely would have been a big steak man i don't know if he can actually eat that much of it now but um he definitely would have been been a big sirloin boy like he loved yeah. it the big fella did but no I not for me i'm myself now when I go out, I look at the menu and, to be honest, I kind of like to try stuff I haven't tried before to see what it's like. I've been more like that over the recent Yeah, months. I think I, you... like I was used to be a, a pure animal of habit. I would have went in and chicken goujons chips. Yep, that'll do me. But now I'm just like, fuck chicken goujons, bam, chicken goujons. I will turn into chicken goujons. This is going to sound so pathetic. I don't care. I shouldn't say this on a recorded podcast. But since lockdown, and you know that thing, COVID, you know, you know that thing? No. I, when, we, when we're picking, say, at the weekend, you know the way you always do a treat? Or sometimes I try to weekend treats, but a treat night, you know, or you might get a takeaway, or you might do something. Friday because of lockdown, life. people have got more uh, more adventurous, so there's more food vans popping up as people doing things from home, especially in our area here. There's, there's a lot of more great choices now, food van. I have been trying to find a lot of these, and obviously we've had some of the listeners have helped, Rezo especially, big up the Rezo, um, and all the things that popped up. I try and get to some of those, not every weekend, but at least once weekend, one weekend a month, I'll go and try something. And it's because... I can't get traveling away anywhere. So it's like, I'll go and try the food of a place and then for like 15 minutes, 20 minutes, oh, I'm eating Vietnamese. Do you know what I mean? Or I'm eating um, Mexican, or I'm eating Cuban, or I'm eating, eating uh, Latin America, I'm eating South America, you know, that type of thing. And also it's pathetic and sad, but it's like, oh, I'll go and try this. So I have as well. I've been trying to branch out and try more things and try and get more flavors. And I think, yeah, 
there's one for the listeners. Like, what are you? What, what have you been trying? Have you been trying anything new? Have you found anything new you want to try? Have you given up meat? Have you whatever? Get involved and let us know. But um, anyway, TikTok's huge now, fella. It's what? huge. TikTok, TikTok uh, recipes. Don't um, don't don't TikTok myself. I I swear, Teresa has made some absolutely fantastic food of recipes she's found on TikTok. And oh, nice. It's surprised me like honestly like i'm like okay well we'll give it a go and she blows my mind with the food that she has produced me since the lockdown it's been incredible so big up the tea up big the up tea, the tea. Uh, big up the tea. you know what i hope man united win this weekend so the raiders could be there you go i said it i'm sorry no i'm not even sorry yep there you go i can't believe you said that yeah well it's rice's fault um just to finish up, we'll have a couple of listener questions to get through, uh, quick fire ones at the end. But we also have now the vaccines, Jonathan. The vaccines. No, we're not going to get ourselves in trouble here. Uh, you can, if you don't want to get vaccine, that's your choice. Whatever. We're not going to comment and get ourselves in trouble. Do you hear me, Jonathan? We're not going to comment and get ourselves in trouble. No. Don't sniff no gear in the toilets either, no. No, don't be doing that because it's bad too. Um, so we we're we're massive NBA fans, both of us uh, and Steve, and and Brent will be partial to as well. Paddy not so much. He loves the NFL, but he knows the crack what's been going on with the vaccines in America. And Roger Goodell, the commissioner in the NFL, who is a massive tool, mm-hmm. has taken the approach basically like of vaccines. It's more or less, I think. Anyway, I'm reading between the lines. I'm reading it right. Apologies that you know. Well, if you miss games due to COVID, you don't get paid because you, if you're not vaccinated, mm-hmm. right? The NBA have also said this this week that if you miss games and you're unvaccinated, you won't be getting paid for those games you miss. Mm-hmm. And there's been a lot, a few high-profile NBA athletes are very vocal on not being vaccinated and very vocal on whatever, and, and blah, blah, blah. So that is quite the topic in America. And then what came out the other day, David Ornstein mentioned it, I think it was Ornstein mentioned it, somebody mentioned it, that basically non-vaccined Premier League players could face exclusion from international duty, especially if they go to places in red list countries. Mm-hmm. Where do you think, see this going? Because it looks like, and it turns out that it wasn't a conversation in English football anyway about the vaccines. We none of none of us were mentioning or talking about why are they not getting vaccine because I think we all just, for some reason I did anyway, I just presumed everyone was. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. But it seems to be the rate is really low. Yeah, I think um I think obviously the most high profile player that I'm aware of is, is Granit Jacka was was not vaccinated. Um, he probably still isn't because he's had COVID over the last month, so I don't think he can get it yet if he did decide to get it. Um, but I think all that stuff's it's a bit dangerous to kind of go down that road with, you know, refusing players' pay if they get COVID and um, making the, excluding them from going with their national teams. I don't know. Um, you know, personally, I have got the vaccine. You know, I would encourage people to get it if they can. But like you said, it's 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 people's decisions whether they want to get it or not. Um, 
you kind of have to weigh up the the positives and negatives of it. I, in my opinion, there's way more positives to it than negatives. Um, but but you want people to be safe, and I I think getting the vaccine kind of helps ensure we are safe to a degree anyway. Um, even if you do get COVID, your symptoms will definitely be a lot less severe than than what they, they would be without it. So, like, definitely get it if you can. But I mean, like, it, 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 I think it is quite dangerous for for especially with the NBA sending one of huge players pay if they get COVID off sick. It's it it is quite it's quite difficult to talk about. It's 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 hard because obviously we don't know the full ins and outs of what is going on. And the the thing about the Premier League excluding players going international duty just kind of came out of nowhere, in my opinion. Like it's it's I, I think this needs to be communicated better with with the, the clubs, the players, yeah, and even the supporters. It's just it's just a whole muck up at the moment. Like like what do you what do you think about it personally? Like, you know, do you think it's it's a bit mad what what's going on with this news just coming out of nowhere or because I I don't know whether even some NBA players were kind of aware this was even going to happen before it was announced. I think you I think it's very dangerous if you start um Steve, Steve will know best, so I'm sure he'll update us on 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 Monday or possibly tomorrow when he hears this uh, and puts it into the group and possibly what's what what's been going on but I, I I think I think it is very very dangerous when you start taking away people's money now the thing is as well like um like in American sports it's like a it's you talk about guarant you're guaranteed income and blah blah and 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 it is all about not all about, but it is so much about earning the big money and earning the wages and blah blah blah. And it's talked about loads. And and if you start telling people you're sick, you don't get paid for that, blah blah blah. As well as them being sick. Now I understand. I understand the side of it. We're both vaccined. I understand people that are vaccinated being annoyed. Okay, with unvaccinated people, I I I do get it. I also get the point of uh, like our friends that aren't getting the vaccine, but to me, it is okay because their reasons are not something daft. They're not anti-vaxxers to a point where they're going out and protesting. They're not talking nonsense about conspiracies. They just don't trust the thing, and and that's fine. Do you know, like to not trust trust something like that, that is okay. In my opinion, there, there's enough evidence now to trust it, as you said it. If you get sick, you won't get as sick as you could have got, which is, you know, we saw Bradley Beal saying, uh, tell me this, uh, if the vaccine's so good, why are you still, Bradley Beal from, from the Washington Wizards in the NBA, why are, you still, why are people still getting COVID? Which to me shows he doesn't understand the vaccine. Do you know? That's the first thing I thought of. I was like, he, he either is being really silly here and ignorant, which I don't think Bradley Beale is like, or he just he doesn't actually understand what what the vaccine's doing. You're still going to get COVID because the vaccines haven't been created yet. That's completely stop it and and annihilate it. But it's going to stop you from getting as badly ill and give you a better chance of staying reasonably healthy. Do you know? Mm-hmm. And like, out of the I I know I know personally as in I I know five single people that have all caught COVID and four of them are unvaccinated. 
and the one that was vaccinated, her symptoms were, were that person, well, I said her, so certainly, her symptoms were only a mild headache. She wouldn't have known she had COVID. Only a family member that she lives with had COVID and she had to get tested then. Mm-hmm. Whereas the other four have, have been not, thankfully nobody has been seriously ill, God willing, but they've been ill and they've been, uh, you know, hit and affected by it and, and still a little bit struggling. Uh, a few of them still, even now, and this was like months ago, so a couple of them still struggling with it. So, I don't know. It, it's a weird one, and, and this coming out now about the players since not being excluded from international duty. It's not you're not taking financial reward away from a player now, but you're taking an international cap off a player. Do you know? I, I think that I think this is silly, not letting players play. I think sport and we're talking about football here has shown you can put players in bubbles and they can stay there and well. Some of them can, but you can put players bubbles and you can get them across and, and, and you can look after them. I think what should happen here is say that the Brazilian Argentinian players they're put in that bubble, they go across, they play their games, they come back, and we go again. Do you know what anyway? This whole notion of having to isolate for 10 to 14 days or you can't go now because you're not vaccinated that this is a really slippery slope. Football could go down. Mm. And the NBA as well, like you have to understand that when players sign those contracts, they're probably That's guaranteed money. COVID. Yeah. So yeah. you can't really refuse players money on, you know, circumstances that, you know, nobody even thought would come to light <laughs> when those contracts were signed. Yeah, right? I don't I don't understand how in the contracts that would be able to be stopped. I don't understand how that isn't a massive breach of a player's contract. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. to do that, I don't understand it enough in the NBA. I haven't, I haven't paid enough attention to that part of it, because the NBA is a soap opera as it is. It's it's the greatest league before any a ball is even thrown in. It's the greatest league away from its actual game, because there's so much drama. It's as Steve said it the other day. I mean, it's just a soap opera. So yeah, it's it's a strange one. I, I I hope they can get this ironed out, and sorted because I don't want. I also. Like and and not being selfish for once, I I, I also want Alison, Fabinho, Firmino, these lads to go and get their national cast because you can see how important it is to these players to go and play for their country. So yeah, I don't know. Hopefully we get it fixed. But I I, I was struck and shocked by how low the vaccine rate had been, and I would say as well, not that they're ever going to hear me or listen to me. If you're a player. If you're a player in, and you, and in the Premier League, you're going to have a certain amount of following. Some obviously bigger than others. So you, you do, and it's and again, this is not their fault. They're they, they're not like it's not their uh, duty, so to speak. It isn't to be utter utter role models. You know, we expect them to be. That's just the way society is. But it actually, you know, they're human beings too. But I would have you you I would sort of a hypocritical again a duty of care here. Putting out conspiracy theories because of something you think when you have a massive following is just idiotic. Do you know? If you have those opinions and you have them, that's fine. And you want and you've researched them, brilliant. Talk about them on a platform or something then where you can have an open discussion and debate. Perfect. Posting up on your Instagram, your TikTok, or your Snap, whatever, a conspiracy link is just 
stupid and daft and it doesn't do anyone any favours. So that would be my view on that part. Yeah. Well, thankfully, quite a lot of athletes, you know, footballers in particular, haven't used their social media platforms to inform people other ways whether to get the vaccine or not. You know, it's just been relatively quiet from quite a lot of them. So yeah, I think that's what, what's been such a surprise by the fact that quite a lot of them aren't vaccine. Um, but we, we, we all, like, like Emma is exactly the same. I thought most Premier League footballers, if not probably them all, would have been vaccinated, and that hasn't been the case. And there's probably reasons for that. Uh, we've obviously seen Mourinho comment on Granit Xhaka's Instagram, you know, encouraging him to get the vaccine. So I think even Mikel Arteta said at a press conference that, you know, we the staff and him have, have sat down with the players and discussed with them the benefits of getting the vaccine and have encouraged them to do so. So, I mean, the, those conversations are ongoing in Premier League clubs, I'm sure, across yeah. the board. So, yeah, we'll just, we'll just have to see. Like, COVID at the minute is still very real, even though things are sort of getting back to some form of normality. Like, even going into the office this week, like I said, you know, there was six, seven people in the office with me yesterday, which was fucking crazy. That guy's like, was it weird? It was very weird, yeah. And we're, we still are. We're, we're separated by, you know, over two meters and things like that. And even though it only is meant to be a meter now, like, but getting up, put the mask on to walk about the office and things like that and go to the toilet and all this, that's still, all that stuff's still happening. But it, it is weird. It is weird being back in an office setting, especially when you're so used to being at home and getting up and getting cups of tea and coffee whenever you want. And um, the worst thing ever is when you're in the office and it's quite quiet and when you're hungry and your belly goes and uh, yeah, you can't come you for can't that No, I can't blame spot. I do miss the wee dick. I'm not going to lie to you. I do miss having him uh, like lying at my foot when I'm doing more. Oh, I, I, I hate I hate going to work and not bringing Finn with me. It, yeah. It's it's the worst part of the day, actually. Um, to finish up on the podcast, we've got a quick fire questions from some of our listeners. So thanks very much, you guys. Um, we'll start with Andrew Renshaw's one. is for you, Johnny. What's stronger, your love for Arsenal or your hate for Spurs? Fuck. I think, there. I think my love for Arsenal is so strong that I have to hate Spurs as much as I do. Um, when did you realise you hated Spurs? Like, or like, when did you realise of the rivalry? 2006. Um... Last season at Haybury, Tottenham were in pole position to get the Champions League spot ahead of us. We were playing them at Haybury and they were 1 0 up. And it wasn't until then that I really started to hate the bastards. Like, I couldn't really like have them before that, but I really, really started to hate them in that game because Henri scored the equalizer and just seeing how much it meant got me fucking buzzing and hating them bastards. So, yeah, that was it. Last season of Haybury, 2006, when I really started to hit Tottenham Hotspur. Mm-hmm. Um, my English United was obviously the well-documented now FA Cup final 1996. I'll never forget. Suits? What? Is that the white suits? That was the white suits, yeah. <laughs> that was Eric Cantona, 90, whatever, whatever. I don't know, was it 90? I don't know, it was later on anyway, in the game. And Good he strike. struck that goal. It was a great strike. Um, it was also the worst day of my life. <laughs> um, 
Rizo as well has asked us what has gone wrong for Nuno at Spurs. It is a weird one. Like they did start the season pretty well. They told all of us how well it started, and then they've absolutely poo pooed the bed, um, and taken some really heavy defeats. Not just by three or four goals, but you know, been absolutely clueless looking. I think potentially what has gone wrong there. And by the way, I'm delighted about. Um, Actually, brought Harry Kane back into the team because he wasn't he wasn't starting. That was the first few games of the season um, because he came back late <laughs> because he had an extended holiday, <laughs> extended holiday. Um, and I I think it maybe has kind of seeped into the dressing room that Harry Kane's unhappy. It's it was clear as day on Sunday. Harry Kane just wasn't. Didn't want to be there, so that, that those things do take their toll on the team. So, uh, should should they have just cashed in and taken the money and maybe got a replacement? I, I don't know, maybe. Um, but I think Tottenham had well, a team as well. Like you have done, like that they've they've had the same core players for so long that they haven't brought in fresh blood to, you know, push Deli Alley or like let's. Be honest, Son is a is a good player, and but he's he's twenty nine and he's signed a six year deal with Tottenham. Like that's insane. You would think that he maybe wants to go off and try something new. I don't know, but yeah, I think there's a lot of rot. There's a lot of players there that have been there for so long that they haven't moved them on. Yeah, but I think it's just you know people are just starting to realize now that Tottenham just are fucking shit. Oh, here we go. I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know what to put where to put put my finger on it where it's gone wrong for Spurs because beat three by Palace, beat three by Chelsea, beat three one by Arsenal. I mean, it's not that's not great. Um, and as you said, haven't looked like like Ian has come back in, and they just haven't. They just looked really weird since it, since he has come back in. It's been he's double o seven. What? He's double oh seven. He's double oh seven. Seven they, they just zero goals, zero assists. <laughs> they've just uh, yeah, it's been it's been really, really weird. Um he'll want to get that fixed soon. I mean if they get if they get thumped or beat at the weekend. An international break always seems to be the time where club pulls the trigger. It's gonna be far too early in Nuno's reign for something like that to happen, but you don't know if football football's mad, but it is it is strange with what's going on and, and they'll want to be getting that change around immediately. Um, and on Kane as well, Mike Holt, big up the Iron Mancer, he has asked us, will City go back in for Kane in January? Uh, well, Pep Guardiola keeps talking about him, so Iron Man, or keeps talking about having the need for number nine. So, yes, I would imagine Man City will look at that and go after him again in January. Um, I think it'll be the summer. I don't know if if there be that big of a transfer in January, like we we are talking over a hundred million to get Harry Kane away from Spurs, mm-hmm. especially mid season, especially if he is scoring again. Um, I'd say Daniel Levy will want to keep hold of him to try and push him in European spots again, and then maybe let him go next summer. Uh, I, I personally think it will, if he is scoring goals at the rate that we know he can, it would be daft of him to let him go halfway through the season. Especially to, to a team like City. Uh, 
but I kind of hope that maybe do wait the next year because fuck City too. That guy just can't stand them bastards. <laughs> Such a poetic way with words you have, young Pascal. <laughs> yes, such a, such, such a you're just you're a poet laureate, laureate. <laughs> so you are. Um, I think that'll do us for Thursday night, Bob. We've talked for an hour and ten minutes. Thanks to anyone that's that's listened to the whole hour and ten minutes. Fair play, he's absolutely fair dues. And can I just say as well, thanks for some of the lovely messages all about last week's podcast when I just told everyone about my dad. Um, that's kind of how I am dealing with it. Uh, just go and talk to everyone about it because. We hear enough times, and we say it on here enough times, do talk and just talk and talk and talk and talk because, and even if some some dickhead doesn't want to hear it, just talk to them anyway. Because it's mm. good for you, and it clears your mental, uh, your your head and and your mental thoughts and different things and, and the mental side of your, of your life. So I would I would preach to everyone, talk and talk and talk and talk. So that's what I'm going to do. So thanks very much for all that. Um, get all of our podcasts on your podcast apps. As I said, there in the last couple of shows, I've started using Spotify. They haven't sponsored us yet, but if I think if I keep mentioning them, they might. Um, it's really easy, really good to use. I use it, and the podcasts are always there for you and upload it straight away. Um, get us on all your social media apps, um, Twitter and Instagram at Football Babble. Jonathan, the Patreon link, please, for the folks at the back. Patreon.com forward slash Football Babble. And I think it would be good if there's any random topics at all that you want us to talk about next week, fire them in. It could be as random yeah. as you like. like we'll talk fire about them it. in. Don't worry about firing in your questions about us. Fire in topics you want us to look at. Random, whatever it is. Even if it's non-football, if you see something daft that you think we might have seen or maybe you've seen us talk about it, ask us to get into it on the on the Thursday Night Babble because that's what the, the Thursday Night Babble is for. And we will certainly give our opinion on it. Might be right, but we'll give it anyway. Um, folks thanks for listening enjoy the rest of your week enjoy the weekend's football and we'll be back on to the start of next week possibly Sunday evening um, to discuss what's going on in the Premier League and across the board and then we'll see you again on Thursday night folks and good luck <laughs>